The transition away from routine interaction with patients and colleagues and toward more isolated individual activities has contributed to loneliness and burnout among physicians. Facing high rates of burnout among their staff, healthcare systems and physician practices are increasingly trying to make work more meaningful and less lonely. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Amaya Kulkarni, a cardiologist with the Mid-Atlantic Permanente Medical Group in Virginia. Dr. Kulkarni has written a perspective article about opportunities for addressing physician loneliness. Dr. Kulkarni, you write in your article that many current drivers of loneliness among physicians aren't likely to disappear anytime soon. So in what ways has modern healthcare contributed to this loneliness? Yeah, so it's an interesting question. I think that the main way in which the modern health system has contributed to loneliness is that it's, in general, more isolating. So whereas most of the interactions five years ago in a medical setting were face-to-face encounters, in our system, about 50% of the encounters are non-face-to-face, either email or telephone or video visits, which are not technically face-to-face. And so that means that you spend a lot more time at a computer and a lot less time sort of in the normal social interactions. And I think that that can contribute to people feeling more lonely. So in that regard, in a related perspective article about loneliness, Wenzel writes that it may be necessary to reflect on the downsides of unrestrained embrace of technology, which we're seeing in medicine. Do you see strategies for retaining the positive effects of technology in healthcare while limiting its role in feeding this loneliness among physicians? Absolutely. I think that I think of technology as sort of a symptom rather than the disease itself when it comes to loneliness among physicians. And uh, technology has real potential for making our lives and the lives of our patients easier. The easiest example I can give is that in the management of patients with hypertension, what I usually do is I see the patients once and then we have a conversation over email over sometimes three months where we're talking once a week. And that actually is a much more natural way to interact with somebody than these sort of periodic preset appointments. And so I do think that technology is a tool and our job as healthcare systems and people who are thoughtful about how to manage both loneliness and patient care in the next generation is to leverage those tools to to appropriately take care of patients. So I think there's lots of potential for that. I think the other thing is, uh, I mentioned in my perspective, we can also use technology to connect people to each other, whether it's using social media, which can be a tool for good in terms of socialization, or the This Is Me profiles, which I mentioned the perspective, where people have the chance to sort of share in a virtual fashion about who they are. You described some other ways in which your medical group is trying to address loneliness. One of them is creating opportunities for doctors to spend time together engaging in non-work-related activities. So what's been the response among physicians to those events? What kind of turnout have you seen? It's a great question. It's one I often get. One of the things we did when we designed our social interactions is that we sort of trimmed down our expectations for attendance. And so rather than saying we want an event that everybody attends, we said our goal is to try to get five to ten docs in a room together. And from that perspective, it's extremely successful. Almost all of our events have a minimum of five doctors. There's a couple that are very popular. We do hockey games and baseball games and basketball games, and those, you get 300 plus people coming to those events. But for the most part, we have between five and 10 docs at each event, and that's actually not a bad thing. You know, that's an opportunity for people to meet based on an interest set, whether it be rock climbing or their kids, rather than their primary daytime activity. And I think that has been actually a really interesting frame shift in how we set up events. You spend less money to design the event and you reduce your expectations for who's going to show up and you get these really great intimate 
gathering. Another program that your organization has established has physicians writing and sharing personal essays and discussing their stories of clinical care. What were the goals of those initiatives and what effect have they had? The This Is Me Profiles, which is the sharing personal stories about themselves, is by far one of our most successful initiatives. And the idea behind it, if I can take a minute to explain it, is that once a week, we send an email to the entire medical group with a profile written by a physician. And the only rules is that the physician has to write about themselves and it can't be about work. And so you get this really interesting and varied stories. I wrote about weekday mornings with my kids, which are often bananas. And some people write about being a physician in wartime. Some people write about taking care of a disabled child. And what's really neat about them is it's a low-cost intervention. All we have to do is send the email. And people read it or they don't read it. And then often you'll get this response. And so when I wrote mine, there were probably 25 doctors in the next 48 hours who wrote back to me and said, hey, I have the same experience on weekday mornings, and we connected in a way that we hadn't before. So that has been a really interesting and easy intervention to connect people to one another in different ways. The Finding Meaning in Medicine program, which is giving people the opportunity to talk about their clinical interactions that have meaning, has also been successful, but again, through the lens of that shrunken goal. We don't think that everybody needs to or wants to do a Finding Meaning in Medicine program, but for those who are interested in talking about sort of the greater aspects of being a doctor, it's a nice opportunity. So I think that for those who have participated, it's been really great. And how does the organization carve out enough time for physicians to be involved in these activities? Our leadership has taken a very strong stance on being invested in physicians and work-life balance. And it also helps that all of our entire leadership are physician leaders. And so that actually, they innately understand the challenges that we have. The vast majority of the activities we do tend to be after hours because of the nature of the activities. It's hard to do a happy hour in the middle of the day, for example. But when there is a need to do an activity in the middle of the day, for example, the finding meaning in the medicine sections, our leadership has been very willing to give time to do those activities. I think that's a really important part of their commitment to sort of physician wellness, not just as an idea, but literally investing time and effort and money into the issue. Do you find that it's become more acceptable among your colleagues to talk about feelings of loneliness and burnout? That's a really great question. I think in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. I think that there are some physicians for whom discussing loneliness as an idea or being loneliness as an idea is not something that's sort of culturally, socially acceptable for them to talk about, and they're not going to do it. But I think that there is a larger population that has just been sort of waiting for the chance to talk about how they are feeling. And one of the most powerful tools to get somebody to share about their own feelings of loneliness is to share your own. And I think that that sort of opportunity to sort of open the door to connection has created these really interesting chances for people to discuss. And it's interesting not just in the organization when I tell friends and family members who are physicians about the work we're doing on loneliness, I'll often get a story or a situation from them where they also felt lonely. And so I think just the opportunity to start the conversation is important. Finally, how can individual physicians become better at recognizing and addressing their own loneliness, and how can they encourage their organizations to work toward combating it on a larger scale? I think that that is probably the most important part of this work. So I think that on an individual level, the important part of the loneliness battle is sort of to start recognize it in yourself. When you start to notice that you're feeling withdrawn or separated from others, that recognize that and ask for help. But I do think the heavy legwork in all of this is systems-based. I think that the organizational culture has to be shifted 
towards recognizing and thinking about loneliness as a larger problem and a contributing factor. And not just in the ways that we are doing now, which is to sort of work on methods of socialization, but also, in, as Dr. Wenzel mentioned in his piece, when incorporating new technologies, when thinking about how a new technology is to be deployed, understanding the impact just not only on patients and on cost structure and the clinical care, but also understanding the psychological impact on physicians of that change. I think that's a really important part of it. And I think that organizations that are thoughtful about the effect on their physicians of the plans that they're putting forward have much more successful plans long-term. Thank you, Dr. Kulkarni.